episode of Comedy Land Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime co-host, Ms. Purrington. We bring you articles and podcasts featuring the best and awesome comedy in all its shapes and formats. Started in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. I love Austin comedy so much, and I believe in it so much, and I just feel like... The thing about comedy is if you have some conviction, it goes a long way. My dad is a great storyteller, and that's, I think, part of the influence was my father's. He's, he's really funny, and he's a really What would I do other yeah. than be a yeah. stand-up comedian? Yeah. Like, I was always the class clown, but I wasn't ever trying to be. Like, I would just say stuff and just, just crack up. See, I want the audience to love me, but I don't want to be a clown for them. I want them to love me for... Uh, my own, uh, for, for what I'm doing on my own terms. No, I didn't, I didn't choose being a comedian. It's, it's weird. It's like being a comedian kind of chose me. I'm, I'm needy. I know I'm needy. <laughs> but, like, I need stand-up. Like, I need people. Like, it's... I cannot imagine not doing this. Yeah, man. podcast before oh get out of here you go relax (laughs) (laughs) welcome everyone to the comedy wham podcast this is the first year of the lissa comedy festival and this is my first festival so i am super super pumped to be doing this and i wrote down all of my notes which i've quickly forgotten so for anybody (laughs) listening to this recorded version uh, I apologize for sounding like I am reading because I am now reading. Okay, so Comedy <laughs> Wham Pod Presents is a podcast that I've been doing for over six years. I've interviewed over 200 comics Woo-hoo! in Austin, <laughs> passing through Austin. And during the pandemic, I interviewed folks from as far away as Australia to England to Kuala Lumpur. And... Uh, if you have fallen in love with Rochelle this weekend, if you have fallen in love with Nikechi Chibweze, I've interviewed both of them. You can go check out their episodes. And read the articles about them on ComedyWham.com. And speaking of ComedyWham.com, Rochelle has been writing a column for us called Rochelle Takes on Comedy. You can get her insights about the comedy business. And she lifts shows up in the Austin area. Yeah. Uh, when I started this podcast six years ago, I was as curious about people's lives off stage as what they were willing to share with us on stage, and that's how it started. So during the course of the interviews, uh, it's usually a talk about their background, motivations, uh, any roadblocks, any victories that they've, they've celebrated, and there's always a detour along the way. There's always a detour. And there's also always an interruption by my co-host, Miss Purrington, who could not be here tonight. Uh, she had mice to catch at home. <laughs> Let's get started with our guest tonight. She is one of the headliners for the Lysistrata Festival. She has a podcast. See? The notes. She has a podcast. I rehearse this so many times, but I still need my binky. Uh, 
she has a podcast called I Have a Question, and it's not just a standard comic podcast. She actually goes into deep dives on topics like the political system, the mental health system, the general health well-being uh, of, of people. And uh, I've listened, and it's actually quite, quite brilliant and just not your standard fare. Uh, she is from New York City, and she hosts a monthly show there called Let's Do This Again. Mm. And there's more. Yeah. <laughs> she has a web series, and she has a couple, actually, that have won awards. There's the Moms on the Go, and there's Tech Betty's. Go check them out if you can. And if you have True TV, you can actually catch her on Hack My Life. She's in the movie Timing, which is available on Amazon, and she has more TV and film work coming up, Woo! so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Is everybody excited to meet our guest? Yeah! Comedy Wham presents Amanda Van Nostrand! Woo! Can I hug you? Yes! My God! Thank you, Valerie. Uh, we are both exhausted from having woken up at ungodly hours yes. in our yeah. respective cities. So, but I, I'm, I, I'm okay falling asleep, and you have the couch. Yeah, I'm you... just. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I can't see you over there. No, the I know. <laughs> it's lovely though, Rochelle. I do love the, the decorations. Yes, uh, really nice. <laughs> And I'm not sponsored by this beverage company. So. They didn't even have what you wanted. That's I what I'm disappointed by. I, like, you've been through hell today, and you couldn't even get your beverage. No. Yeah. It's... I mean, I would write a letter. A strongly worded, a strongly worded letter. I'm too averse to fights. So... I hear that. Yeah. yeah. Amanda, thank you so much for... Coming to my my show, our show. Thank you for having me. I no, I am. I when you reached out, when Rochelle reached out, I was I was just like over the moon because initially it was to be a part of the um, DIY panel that they're doing tomorrow, mm -hmm. which I was thrilled to be in. And then she was like, "And if you're gonna be in town, so it all just like yeah. magically came together." Mm -hmm. And I am just, I'm so excited. Yay. Yeah. We'll check in with you at the end to see if you're still <laughs> as excited. Okay, well, I already, I already promised that after my set tonight, I'm doing three shots of tequila. Oh, so very nice. We'll find out. We'll All find right. out. Well, Amanda, I do have an official icebreaker question. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. One word to describe your past. Oh. God. Gassy? <laughs> really? I mean, I don't know, because, like, sometimes I guess I feel okay, you know, and then sometimes things could, like, really take a turn, you know? Anybody else? <laughs> I'm of an age, so that's a permanent yeah, condition. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, let's see, I, I, I don't want to sound, like, sad, you know? But challenging, you know. Um, and I'm not trying to judge you. For yeah, the word. no. I, I that's no. That may be in the top five of the past. I'm, words. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I would. I, I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I would believe that. I think challenging is um, probably accurate, and then gassy is the the funny <laughs> one. But challenging is like yeah, 
the real one. Uh, Before we got to know each other a little bit, one of the things that you revealed to me was that growing up, you felt like you were the total ham. Oh, yeah. Paint a picture and tell us your hammiest memory from growing up. Oh, man. (laughs) Hammiest ham. Uh, (laughs) One of the hammiest. Um, I was doing like a summer drama program. And we were doing a scene from the play Harvey. I don't know if you guys know the play Harvey, uh, but it's about an, a, an imaginary bunny. Like a guy starts to see an imaginary rabbit. John Stewart was in the film of it. So it's a film also. And I played his, I guess she was his niece. This is ages ago. So I think it was his niece. And her mom is basically trying to like marry her off. And somehow it came over me that as she's, like, describing the kind of person I am to my supposed suitor on the phone, I was just like, all right. I started doing turns. I was, like, pulling up my dress, like, showing leg. Like, I had, like, a ruffledy thing across my chest. And I was just like, tits. Like, and I was, like, probably, you know, I, I was... I don't know, 12 or 13, you know, uh, writing checks, my body could not cash. And, um, but yeah, I feel like that was, you know, but I, I've had moments before where it was like, you get like, you get a laugh and then you're like, Ooh, I'm chasing that dragon for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. And Woo! a lot of stand-ups get that only when they do that first open mic in their, you know, early 20s. You started chasing that dragon at, as early as 12? I started chasing that dragon very, very early. Like, in kindergarten, um, when they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, uh, I said actress. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, this is a long-standing sort of... Um, very unhealthy uh, <laughs> lifestyle choice. Um, yeah, so it's always just like been been there, yeah. you know. Um, and it's it still hangs in my mom's home today as like a you know slowly deteriorating piece of construction paper. But so, just theater in school. Oh man, uh, in school. Yeah. Like elementary school? Well, well, through high school. Through high school, I was like in choir, in marching band. I did the musical every year. Like I was that kid. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. So that's what I mean when I I think I responded to your question too. I was like, I was a ham and then perhaps bordering on obnoxious because because you're still still kind of learning when to like shut the hell up too. You know what I mean? Like... Your prefrontal cortex is not developed enough to be like, is the timing appropriate right now for me to run my mouth? And the answer is usually no, but then sometimes you get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And then for college, I just did a straight theater program. Okay. Um, But like did voice lessons all throughout college. Um, And my program in, in school was like a theater, film, and television program. So we, like, I had to learn how to edit. I had to learn how to build sets. Like, it was a very well-rounded program. And then I moved to New York after I graduated and auditioned, like, a mad person with no direction whatsoever. 
Um, and I was doing like musical theater and stuff. But you had just gone through this. Oh yeah. Intensive program, and you they sent you off. Without... I I sent myself off. Okay. I was like, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm from Denver, and it's a beautiful place. It's a really beautiful place. And but I think like many people that either go back to where they're from or leave where they're from are like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in that camp. Yes. 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 And so I was desperate to get out. I was okay. like, I I was I felt like my energy didn't match the city at all. Like I always felt like I was too much. I constantly felt like I was getting like shushed. I have a real like problem with shushing, yeah. actually. Uh, it's very triggering. But yeah, so it's always been on the table, and it has just sort of evolved over the past like 13 years yeah. into where I am now. I just want the audience that's listening to this yeah. to know what a perfect guest you are, <gasps> because my written second question was, what set you on your way to New York City? And you've already d- given us the answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted I, to get out of Dodge. I was, I was and, so ready. I was so ready. And it was just like, I don't know if it's sort of like being young, you know, and you're just like hungry for like yeah. a new experience that's like outside of what you know. Like, yeah, okay, I know how to drive this highway and I know where the grocery store is. Yeah. And, you know, like it's just, it's so familiar that it starts to become stagnant. Were you the starry-eyed person when you arrived in New York? Probably. You seem like a starry-eyed person. <laughs> personality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I probably was. I was very, uh, you know, I was very excited to be there. Um, there was some really hard stuff, like, going on, like, personally. Um, at the time, like, I left a boyfriend behind. I was, like, in love for the first time in my life. So it was just, like... But then I also had really had to go do this thing. Um, so it was kind of like, you better fucking make it, girl. Because if you don't, you're moving back. Mm. You know? No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so which, you, you mentioned that you did a lot of auditions when you got there. Yeah. As a performer who needs the stage time in the meantime while you're waiting for the auditions to land you something right what is your chosen performance art or yeah what is uh it? I heavily lean into improv okay Woo! shout outs to yes and name uh yeah I I started getting into improv mostly because so I had saved enough money that I was like, I'm just going to go audition every day. Like, I, nobody was inviting me. I was going <laughs> and standing in a line, and you get there at fucking 4.30 in the morning with, like, a bunch of other women that look like you but have degrees in musical theater. And, um, yeah, and you put your name on a list, and you wait all day, and sometimes you get seen and sometimes you don't. And, um, yeah, I remember at one, at one audition, the woman that was singing before me, they had her go through a couple songs and I was like, if that's, if that's how you want people to sound for your show, I'm not your girl. I'm not, I'm not it. 
And so then just started taking improv class. I was like, that's a thing I like. Let me try to do that. And then I was like doing like small theater company stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been messy, I guess. Maybe that's (laughs) the word I should have said. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, since you you do seem like a very uh, bubbly and, and peppy person. Oh, gross. Did you, <laughs> did you find yourself at any point kind of weighed down by the whole audition process? Or did you just say, this is what I'm meant to do, so persevere? And obviously the answer probably changes every day. It does, but I also think it's both. Hmm. You know, because yes, it's hard, and you know that. You know that it's hard. But also, if you are just, like, insanely dedicated to something, you are going to keep trying, kind of regardless of the answer that you get. Like, I would argue that probably every person you've talked to is fucking stubborn. You know? You know? And so it's like, uh, okay, you know, I'll keep keep going. Um, My thought always was, if I'm not supposed to do this in whatever iteration, I need a sign. You know, like I was like, I just hope something happens that's like, girl, you should get out. It's not for you. But it never came. Nice. Or maybe I'm still waiting for it. I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know. Time's a funny thing. Yeah. Do you remember the very first audition you landed? Um, not really. Success. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, because I I don't know that I felt like I landed anything, Mm. you know, like, because after a while, it starts to get like, okay, you know, and then the thing that maybe you do the first time, like, the first thing I did was like, small, it was like tiny. So you're kind of like, all right, it's a workout. You know, it's not like a job. Yeah, you know, so and then I think that's where you keep like building on and building on and building on. And then you maybe start to give a little more like significance to the jobs. Um. But yeah, so I don't know that I felt like the first stuff that I was hired for felt like a job. It never feels like a job, which is also the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to fast forward, I think, quite a bit. Okay, that I have to ask great. you, are you a mom? I am not. Okay. I am not a mother. Okay. I am a mom. <sighs> <laughs> There should be just like an ongoing government support system for mothers and teachers. Like just keep sending the checks, keep sending them. It's oh my god. I, I, oh my god. I loved watching your mom's on the go with. Oh, series. I'm so glad. Yes, and part of part of what what I want to get out uh, of you is what since you're not a mom, what is it that like attracted you to this project and, and writing this with and, and performing as Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl Castellano. Cheryl Castellano. Um, I was with my buddy Rob, who plays Yvonne Bianchi. Uh-huh. And uh, we were walking out of improv practice one day and we were like, we have all these errands to do. We have all this stuff to do. And then we were just like, we're moms on the go. We got to go. Let's get coffee. We're moms on the go. And we were just fucking around. And then it was like, never mind. Let's make a thing. Uh-huh. And so we've just like, we just leaned into it. And we just sort of love the idea of like these older women that are like sort of clueless, but smart as hell. Like they know what's up. Yeah. But you know, they're, 
they're from Long Island. Like, you know. Yeah, they're just, they're a treat. They're so fun and inappropriate and everything. Was that your first web series or had you dabbled in that before? Oh, I've definitely dabbled before. <laughs> I've definitely dabbled before. I um, I wrote and produced a couple of like sketches that I put up. Like I was like, you start a production company, right? You know, like it's no, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't. Like, I, I'm like, let's make it. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then you just put it on the internet and you see, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Do you, are, are you one of one of those uh, very self-conscious performers that when you do put something on the internet, you're just looking for the watches? I, I think I up? used to. And I now it's kind of like, well, I love it. So yeah. here you go, you know. Yeah. Because it's fun, and I enjoy doing it, you know, and I'll share it with people. I'm not, like, keeping it a secret. Right. But, um, I mean, obviously I want more people to watch it, but watch it, me watching a ticker isn't going to make people watch it more. Yeah. You know? That's true. I wish more people did watch Moms on the Go. <laughs> yeah. I wish they did. Yeah, it's so good. Thank you. It's so good. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. We're ridiculous. And then you were involved with Tech Betty's. Yes, I was. Which is like amped up. Yeah. Yeah, that was sort of my uh, first attempt at like a written sort of like web series comedy sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I, it, it was intense. We wrote like a lot of episodes. And I eventually, um, I sort of like bowed out after we wrote the pilot. Um, and Mary is the one that's like pushing all of the festivals and things like that. And I'm so happy to see her like sharing that baby. Um, yeah, that was, uh, but that came out of like working for uh, a software development company. Hmm. You yourself? I did. Oh, wow. I was an office manager. Oh, wow. And it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I was a parent, oh. actually. Like I've never been. I've oh, never yeah. like. I've never birthed 100%. a child. But like the yeah. things that I've done for people, yeah. you would think. Please do not microwave fish for lunch. <laughs> do not put your coffee grinds from your pour over coffee in the sink. Oh. Like you put it in the trash can. <laughs> We're all oh God. So serious. <laughs> 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 okay, let's let's go to pleasant things. Yes, pleasant yes. things. Take me there. All right. Uh, how uh, how did the the hack my life come about? I guess I did nail that audition. <laughs> um, when I went in, I can't even remember how they found me. Oh, they found you. Fuck! Did they find me? <laughs> I can't remember. But I went in. And the director, uh, Dan Beers, was there, and he was like, um, okay, so this is sort of like, you know, sketch, but they're taking it seriously, and, and I was like, I got it, I got it. And uh, when I did the reading, he was like, so you understand what we're doing here? And I was like, yes, sir, yes, I do. Um, and so that was so exciting, because I was like, oh my God, I'm getting wardrobe and hair and makeup, and uh and then they did another season, and so I got to go out and shoot it in L.A., and then they did another season. I went out to L.A. again, so it's like, that that felt awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was really exciting. So you got to go Thank New you. York to L.A., yeah. but still stay in New York. Yeah. yeah. It felt like, oh, 
this is what it feels yeah. like. <laughs> I'm actually going to go in the Wayback Machine because one of the things that I had meant to ask you is why New York versus L.A.? So I moved to New York in 2008, and at the time, I didn't see the same kind of um, flexibility, I guess, in L.A. that I saw in New York. Does that make sense? Like, I still felt like Los Angeles was, like, very pretty. Um, I was like, my tits aren't big enough for L.A. I'm not skinny (laughs) enough for L.A., you know, and I and because stand up came so much later, it might have I might have considered it differently if I sort of knew that this was like gonna be the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going for acting purposes, you know. So it was like yeah. oh, New York seems like the right choice, um, and it is. It was and yeah. still is. Um, so that's why. Okay. And then now you you know when you're old enough, then you're like, oh, I don't care anymore. So like now you go to L. A. and you're like. <laughs> Why well, you have so many holes in your jeans? Those might as well be. <laughs> those might as well be shorts. Why are we even pretending that the back of them makes them pants? And no, I don't want any protein with my pasta. Like, mind your fucking business, you know? <laughs> and the price that you pay for those jeans. With holes oh my god! As yeah. A mom. Stop. As a mom. Do you That's, thrift? Uh, yes. It's my favorite. Yeah. I was raised thrift store shopping. Yeah. So it's my preferred. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why buy a new? Yeah. You mentioned that stand-up came late, and I guess I had assumed that you were you were doing improv, then you were doing sketch and acting, and I, I guess I did not piece together that you actually did stand-up. Oh, that's, yeah. Bad research. <laughs> Bad research. I'm going to fire my researcher. Um, <clears throat> wait, sorry, what? So you do didn't... You do stand I do, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what you didn't there. know? No. Oh. It was everything else because you're on these fabulous shows oh. where it's, you know... Funny, but fashion. Yeah. Okay, she's going to do something oh. fabulous, but... Oh. Yeah. Yes, Valerie. I do stand-up. <laughs> A moment that I will never recover from. I mean, doesn't take away from all of the things that you do. No, 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 no. Uh, my self-esteem has plummeted. No, but I'm so happy to be here. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, um, please don't leave the no, I won't, no, I will not, of course not, no, no, um, because I want to share this episode with everyone, um, <laughs> this is the moment where I lost it in the no, no, interview. so this is great, this is great, this puts me to the test to explain myself, um, I'll send it to my mom, and, so, Okay, so the first time I did stand-up was in 2009. Okay. I was going to watch stand-up shows, and I was like, I could do that. Oh, no. (laughs) And there were no women on the lineup. And I was like, fuck this. Absolutely not. So I was like, who who books this show? Who books this show? (laughs) 
And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, Will, my name is Amanda. Um, I'd really like to try, you know, like a set or whatever. I didn't say, it's my first time because never tell them. <laughs> um, but so he, he put me up and I did it and it was really fun. And then I got to do some really cool shit without realizing that I was doing cool shit. Like, I opened for Nate Bargatze and Giannis Pappas at Comics in New York. But I had no idea what I was doing. But you're sketching improv. Sure, but I was like, I was like, I'm I'm a, who who, who am I? You know, I was like, uh, this is like fun, but I wasn't like committed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it took a couple of years and I was like, I might as well just do it. I might as well do it now. I was, like, producing a show once a month. You know, I was, like, getting around to, like, other shows in New York. And so I was like, okay. I was super hesitant for so long about being a multi-hyphenate. Mm. Because at the time, it sounded obnoxious. And I think now it's different. Everybody has to be the multiple things to get things done. Yeah. You know, like, half the women running this, you know, festival are comics, producers, like, incredible actors just like amazing amazing women that like and it's multifaceted um and so now that I've like embraced that a little bit more it's like oh okay yes yeah like okay yes this is a thing I I do now you know so I'm up in the city a few times a week you know I host uh I'm gonna start hosting three shows a month in April you know so it's like there's like you know there's um there's momentum there with stand-up that I was not expecting. Hmm. Different than the momentum you're kind of enjoying now with being in a film, getting more series or... Yeah, I think it all holds hands, you know? Um, I think that so many of those experiences are related to each other because, like, stand-up makes me, like, a much more confident performer... You know, but then, like, getting to do really great projects makes me a more confident, like, writer. You know, it all just sort of, like, they don't tell us this, that all of these experiences filter into sort of all of the things that you end up doing. Because it is not, you know, I know, it's like this is on a fucking t-shirt or a bumper sticker. (laughs) And it's like, life isn't in a straight line, you know? But it's like, (laughs) but it's, it's not. It's yeah. not, but it all, I find it all just sort of like feeding into the same space and then maybe it splits off and then maybe it comes back together again. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are both at this amazing festival yes. and I, it, it's very much about lifting each other up and I want you to share a story about maybe a, a, roadblock or stumbling event that you were able to turn into a victory? Just like performance-wise or life-wise? All of it. It's your call. It's my call. Great, great. Uh, Great. Let's see. A stumble but turn into a victory. There was a period of time uh, where I was working at a bar and I wasn't making enough money and I wasn't getting work and it was sort of like pre really leaning lean, lean into stand up time mm-hmm. and 
you know, struggling with depression and anxiety and sort of like all, it was just like a, a poorly wrapped gift. Um, and I remember talking to one of my regulars at the bar where I was and I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Just, you know, like I cried a lot. I still cry a lot. Uh, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like a fucking idiot. You know, what am I doing? And he was like, Amanda, you need to quit this bar. You need to go get a job at a place that's going to pay you more money. He's like, I know you don't want to wait tables, but go wait tables at like some fine dining place, make some money. And he's like, and don't you dare, don't stop. Please don't stop. And so I quit that job. I went and got a brunch shift at like this new bougie place in my neighborhood. Uh, casual fine dining. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what Brooklyn loves. And um, yeah, and then I was like, okay, I had enough money to like do all that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like I had enough money to like do the things that I, I wanted to do. You know, I was able to pay for like some moms on the go stuff. Like, so it was like, okay, you start to feel like, okay, maybe I'm sort of getting it figured out yeah. a little bit. That's probably like the biggest, mm-hmm. one of the bigger turnarounds for me was like, oh, right. You can fix it. But it's hard. Yeah. It's that notion among comics that I hear so often that if you would just quit your job, your job could be comedy, like full time. Sure. Man, that's like jumping out of the plane Ah. and not being sure that the parachute's going to open. Yeah. I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, That is super scary. I, and I, I love that for them. You know, I tr- truly like people that do people that do that. I'm just like, wow, wow, a- amazing. Like, how do you how do you do that? How do you make enough? Yeah. Like even a hosting spot, I get thirty bucks. Like what? Wh- I mean, per hour, that's not bad, you know. But yeah. like, like as In a as a fucking living. Also, like I, I don't want to run around. Like a crazy person mm-hmm. trying to get from show to show to show to show to show, that's not that's not my style. Yeah. Um, which is maybe why I don't classify as a real stand-up. <laughs> I never said that. I, I'm totally teasing. <laughs> I'm totally teasing. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know how people I don't know how people yeah. do that. I feel like it can happen eventually, and a lot of comedians are writers. And so they're mm-hmm. writing for like, a, maybe quit your job means like quit your office job, yeah. but then you're writing for a paper or, you know, you, or you yeah. have a copywriting job or something because that, that's a little more tangential to what it is that you're actually mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. But everybody's different. Right. You know? Yeah. There's yeah. no guidebook apparently for... Uh, there's no this, guidebook for yeah. anything. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nuts. Uh, okay. I want to talk about something really exciting and we're going to start winding down okay uh, you're for for anyone that's listening you're kind of in this magical period in my mind oh where like the stand-up the sketch <laughs> the improv right like it has been your life uh-huh you're picking up movies series yeah which is like such an aspiration for many people right and you're like you're in that in between where it's about to start being like Routine. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. 
of what is it like being in that in between? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have no idea. I the amount of time that I have had over the past two years, like so many people, has completely yeah. shifted my perspective and how I want to pursue mm-hmm. the things in my life. So as challenging as it's been, it's also been like a real blessing. And I feel so guilty saying that because I know how difficult of a time this has been for so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but to not have to compete, to be able to sort of like take in what I feel like I bring to the table and utilize that only came with having the time to do it. So it's very exciting. Um, I bring a lot of the work on myself. So it's kind of like I'll stay busy no matter what, whether, you know, it's because t- the, the steps are so small. Like they're smaller than baby steps. It's like <laughs> it's like an ant step, something so tiny because it's like the, the growth is so minuscule. Um, so I guess it's exciting and I feel like I am in a place where it's like, okay, there's stuff happening that I've been working for mm-hmm. for forever. And we have this idea of what we think it's supposed to look like and it doesn't look like that at all. So letting that go and then just like enjoying it and having a good time getting to do stuff like this, like I, it's really fun and I'm really grateful for it. It's terrifying. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a nightmare come true, I guess. (laughs) You know? Because I'm like, well, I, well, it's nice to feel like it's finally, yeah, you know, moving. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm very excited for you to and, and I wrote in all caps transition to actor in all caps. Oh, thank you. That's. Can I keep that? You can. Yeah. Sure. Okay. If you're gonna read it, I, I'll I'll figure <laughs> it out. I'll figure it out. That would be really nice. Okay. A nice let's see how we're doing on time. Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, I did want to kind of bake this into, is there an audience question? It sounds like somebody's really eager to ask a question right there. Oh, they're being escorted oh, out for... Oh, do you want stage time? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, you, I'll give you five minutes, bro. He wants to know where you got your sweet jean jacket. Ooh! Oh. The thrift store. Yeah. Also, uh, it's also from Old Navy. <laughs> Established in 1996. <laughs> so... Okay, question from the audience was, where did you get your jean jacket? Okay, so right. let's... Okay. Yes. All right, one more question? Okay, well. Um, yes, I'm single. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, how is that in New York? It's oh. a fucking nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> it's like everywhere, but also... Uh, I don't even want to date, actually. I am so disappointed with the options <laughs> that I'm like, I'm like, no, I'd rather not. I'd just rather not. I'd really rather not. 
Well, you can have a magical thing like because I just interviewed James Murray of Impractical Jokers. Amazing. And his story about how he met his wife, like he was going to be the lifelong bachelor, and then he just you know on a book tour. Oh. Met well, I his, should write a book then. Yes. Write a book. Right. Yes. And then it'll. it'll yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, also, I think probably most of the women know this, but like, mm, funny women are terrifying. Still, that's so crazy to me. I did see a hand go up there. Did you want to ask something? Hi. 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 First off, yes, boys boo. Thank you, Pachi. Yes. And the second question I have, I don't know if you may have covered this before I got here, but... Is there a particular, what's your favorite venue to perform at in New York? Ooh. Ooh, That's a great question. Great question. You know, it doesn't exist anymore, but two of, two co-producers of mine, we established this like really fun bar show that would get hot and deep and people were standing and wanted to be there. And that was always oh. so much fucking fun because yeah. the energy was like up it you know you weren't I don't know and it was like tight you know you'd be sweating and it's like it'd be like January because it's just like you know nice. yeah I liked that I liked that a lot is that a weird answer no what was it called the place was called backyard oh. yeah so it was like a great little neighborhood spot like we had a good time with it yeah um, they're still producing shows. They're called Wine and Sleaze, so check them out. Nice. Um, but yeah, I liked it there. It's always, like, very comforting. And then you get to know the wait staff and stuff, and you're just, like, it's like a family. You're yeah. just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you haven't shared with us that you want people to know about you? Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Any other side hustles that you did that I didn't research? Oh probably? man, I mean, I do, I do bartend still, you know, so I'm still doing that, yeah. you know, a couple, a couple days a week. Um, please tip your bartenders. Yeah. Can I say yes, that on yes. this? Absolutely. Like twenty percent gratuity, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not fifteen; it's twenty. Um, so I'm still bartending. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the side hustle right now. I'm, like, very fortunate to be able to, like, focus on, you know, some other stuff. But, again, like, I go going back to the past couple of years that we've had, like, I wouldn't be where I am without all of that. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, trying to use my time as wisely mm-hmm. as possible because it's a gift. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. There's a phrase, I don't know what it is, but it's something about, you know, present so oh i'm not sure tomorrow's not guaranteed today is present i have something like that i'm not i mean yeah i'm not good with it yeah okay yeah <laughs> just deflated no <laughs> no but i mean it's you know it's it's true like you know you're doing this amazing show you know like talk about leaning in and like do you know like taking advantage of like a, an amazing situation doing something that you love like that's what it's yeah that's what it's about even if you do have to you know, take someone to a swim lesson at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Shout out to uh, <laughs> being up for 6 a.m. swim practice. <laughs> All right. Well, Amanda. Valerie. Are you ready for your closing question? Sure. Tell me one word to describe your future. 
Ooh. A green light. Can it? A green light. Green light. Green light. <laughs> Take away uh, you know, green light. I like it. I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody's ever said that. Yeah, green, you know, green, green means go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Mom on the go. Mom on the go. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go. Maybe just, okay, maybe not green. Most of you here stay, but go. Go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what? What are you doing here? Yeah, go. Yeah. You know, yeah, all of us have gone. Yes, we're, we're going. God, now. I just want to yes. hug everyone in this room. Yeah, yeah, go. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> no, you stay. <laughs> right. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham presents Amanda Van Nostrand. Thank you, Valerie. We hope that you enjoyed learning about Amanda just as much as I have and how uh, much of a genius she is. Oh, that's Uh, very nice. Amanda, tell us where we can find you and promote your projects. Oh, wow. Uh, You can always see what I'm up to on my website. Uh, That's amandavan.com. I would never put my full Dutch on anybody. Um, (laughs) Amandavan.com. And then I'm on Twitter and Instagram at amandavannos. That's where I kind of put everything yeah yeah very good yeah very good well uh look for the article on comedywham.com that we will write up in addition to releasing the podcast and find the podcast uh, wherever you you get your podcast follow comedy wham we're on twitter facebook instagram uh our online shows that we did during 2020 are all available on twitch and uh our web guy created a tiktok account but we've never <gasps> Posted awesome. anything, so maybe one day we'll become TikTokers. Um, <laughs> follow me personally at Super Meowie if you want to see pictures of Miss Purrington who could not make it tonight. <laughs> and support Comedy Wham, Venmo, PayPal. I've got some pins, magnets. Pins, magnets. What's the other thing? Pins? Stickers? Oh, keychains. Oh. Yes, that's your, your, your yes. guest gift. And it helps support writers that we have write our articles and... Huge thanks. Huge thanks to Lysistrata Comedy Festival. Thank you so much for inviting us. Uh, everyone involved in the tech, John, Jess, Ooh. I'm forgetting other names. Uh, Matt Farley, who did the music for the little intro. My partners in crime, Richard Goodwin, Laura Smith, my son, even though he made me take him to swim <laughs> practice this morning, Miss Purry. This has been Comedy Wham presents with Amanda Van Nostrand. That's great. You did it. Don't. You're great. So terrible. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you so much.